This episode is brought to you by Your Story Travel Company. If you're looking to reschedule or book a trip, one of our agents will be glad to help you get your free quote. Go ahead and email them at info at yourstorytravel.com or visit their site over at yourstorytravel.com. You're at the right place at the right time. You found the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears. It's super califragilistic, I hope you enjoy the show. If you're like me, you're going to laugh a lot. We invite you to pull up a chair. Relax and get ready to take a trip to the vacation kingdom of the world. So, grab your magic bands and your Mickey ears. Here we go! Because it's time for another episode of the Mousecapades Podcast. It means no worries for the rest of your day. Mousecapades listeners, this is Vicki, and I'm here with Stephanie and some of our Hohana from Your Story Travel Company, and we are just so excited to have you. This is episode 508, and you are listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Now, before we begin, we want to remind you that the Mousecapades podcast is part of Your Story Travel Company, and at Your Story Travel Company, we can create a vacation on any budget. So just simply reach out to us and email yourstorytravel.com. That's right. Also, if you're interested, I don't know that website, so go ahead and and, uh, if you're interested in being a travel agent with us, you could also email that and Nick or Tim would get back to you and you could... Sell you can join us. Yeah, That's this right. is just you a can bunch be part of, of our Ohana. Um, if you're missing Nick, it is because today is his son's ninth birthday, so we're giving him a break, and it's just the ladies. So we could totally like roast Nick tonight. No, I'm just kidding. We're not. <laughs> Gosh, yeah, right. <laughs> we're not going to do that because Nick's going to be the one that edits us. So <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll try to refrain from that. Um, Margie, did you bring any news with you today? This is Margie, everybody. Hi, I'm Margie Walker. I'm just here. I don't really have any news. Oh, and that's, that's right. Fine. <laughs> you can comment on every. Uh, the, I other will. I will just keep commenting and just joining in the conversation. That would. Uh, be- this is my very first podcast being a part oh, of. Oh yay! So that's news. Woo, that's awesome. Marty. Now we'll we'll suck you in, and then it'll I know. Be you. <laughs> and besides Vicky and myself, so we have Margie, who just you just heard from, and then Miranda and Brandy are also on with us today. Hi, Miranda. Hello, how are you? <laughs> so Miranda and Brandy have been with us different weeks. Miranda was there last week and Brandy was with us two weeks ago. So you're getting a little taste yeah. of all the um, Your Story Travel. I don't see Betsy tonight, but um, actually, uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later. We just got done doing an interview with Betsy, so um, yeah. we'll get to hear from her this week as well. So yeah. um, I'm going to go ahead and see. Miranda said she had some news for us. Yeah, so the Disney Store has been releasing a bunch of character-themed keys throughout the year. Those are all on a monthly basis. <clears throat> Excuse me. So with May the 4th coming out, which is a big Star Wars day, they're releasing a special Star Wars key um, that will be limited edition. And you can purchase that online on uh, Shop Disney, either on the app or on the website. Um, Unlike the previously released keys where you had to make an additional purchase, they're giving this key away on its own. And it's going to be $12.99. It's really cool. It's got the standard Disney D for the uh, handle. And then it extends into a blue lightsaber with Star Wars text as the T. Um, Star Wars nerds will recognize this as Anakin's lightsaber. So that's super cool. And um, like I said, that's going to be available May the 4th. So I'm awesome. going to be trying to get that one. <laughs> well, then that's awesome. nice that they're offering it and you don't have to do it an, an additional purchase. And $12.99 is reasonable. Yeah. 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 And I mean, a lot of these keys are solid. Like they're, they're really long. Like I have a Donald Duck one and it's like hanging on the wall. It's heavy. Like there's some oh, weight okay. to it. 
So, um, little, little detail. Miranda, so, can I piggyback off of that story and just ask you, have you heard that those like detonator Coke bottles are being sold now in like random grocery stores around the United States? No, but I'm yes. going to go find that. <laughs> yeah, so I, the only one I could find that was confirmed was um, Tate's Supermarket, and we don't have one of those in St. Louis. Um, but they did confirm that they are selling them, and they're selling like a pack of 12 for six ninety nine. Oh my gosh. So that's a huge discount because at the store, or at the, at the parks, it's like $5.49 for one, so... Definitely worth looking into. You can find That's them like cool. randomly at grocery stores now. That's awesome. And yeah. they may ship to you since we're, I mean, some some states are letting out now, but they might be able to ship it to you, which would be amazing if sure. you don't have a Tate's. Or do you have yeah. a Tate's? I've never heard of that grocery store until you said that. All right. Brandy had something for us last week and she was unable to join us. So she's going to share a little rumor. Yeah, it's more of um, a speculation rumor, to be clear. Um, I found it on Yahoo Sports when I was reading something else, and it was, it just kind of jumped out at me. And it was basically like this guy saying, we should, we need to do something to save the 2019-20 NBA sports season. And they were basically saying, if we could save the remainder of the season, just pick off where it was suspended, push it back. Or go right to the playoffs. There's all these people trying to figure out what to do. And he came up with this. They're like, where could we do this? Well, Las Vegas, Atlantic City, New Jersey. Go to the Bahamas. Like, where can we have housing and put everybody in a bubble? Not necessarily spectators because of, you know, the virus and everything. Um, and it's, he, he ends that with, while many locations might come close, the only place it can offer all of these things is Walt Disney World in Lake Buena Vista, Florida. And he goes on to say that the best option is to take Art of Animation and Pop Century, which would come up with almost 5,000 rooms to house all of the NBA players plus all of the personnel. Um, and the resorts are connected to each other, so it makes perfect sense. Um, and if they want a higher-end resort, then they could use the Riviera. <laughs> They're all on the Skyliner. Um and then it goes on about the best place for them to practice and play games is by taking part, uh, taking over the ESPN Wild World of Sports Complex. Um, and then it says that the best part about this is Disney World is private property. So they, if it was closed to the public, they could be essentially rent it out. And this would essentially save the NBA and put it in its own little bubble and allow them to play out the rest of the season. And the disclaimer on this uh, uh, article is that the guy who wrote it was a Disney cast member for 20 years. <laughs> so that's why he came up with the idea that this is the perfect place to save the NBA. That is an amazing idea, though. Isn't it? It really is. And they even, well, and Florida governor even had, like, professional sports deemed essential. So they thought it would make perfect sense. And it would be just better to cordon off a place in private property than have all these people traveling to, you know, one big city or especially even going out of the country to the Bahamas or something. So I thought that was kind of cool. And I'm like, that's pretty neat, especially since it was written by a former Disney cast member. I thought that was cool. Probably that won't is happen. Probably isn't going to happen, but it was a cute idea. I think it's a great idea. It probably, yeah. I mean, and it would get reven some revenue back for Disney for right. sure. And then the employees wouldn't have jobs because they'd be having to take care of all those players. Well, and they mentioned because of how, um, also because our art AOA and pop, they have, you know, the food courts, like they could tailor all those food courts for the special diets for the players. Like he had it, he was really thinking with his Disney brain when he wrote this article about why it would work out for everybody. So I thought that was pretty fun. What a cool idea. And I haven't seen that on, and the, the reason creative. I suggested it is I haven't seen it on any other Disney group chat or blog or anything. I only just found this tiny little article on Yahoo Sports. So heard it from Mousecapades first, if you weren't randomly on Yahoo Sports. <laughs> yeah, I was, not, I was not on Yahoo Sports, so I no. was not found that. <laughs> so Steph, did you have something? Um, well, I kind of wanted to talk... I guess a little bit about like the rumors. So I okay. had 
um, I had sent something to everyone saying like, what do you guys think about this? Because they were announced, like they had some rumor sites up saying that Disney might not come back till 2021. And we all kind of had a good laugh about it. And we were just like, man, all this news and nobody knows what to do. Like, is it going to be open next month or is it going to be open next year? So we are kind of going back and forth with, well, what do you think? And, um, I just wanted to, I found an article after that, and this is um, the governor this weekend was speaking about um, the peak of the health crisis from Central Florida. And so um, they're saying that the process of meeting to determine the safest steps to reopen um, the state's economy, they're considering the current global health, not just the health in Florida or anything, but they had some really um, great news. So they think that Florida has already reached and passed its peak. Um, they are saying that as of like April 8th was their highest numbers for Orlando. And at that time they had 54 patients. Um, and as of this past Sunday morning, there was just 13 new patients. So it's going down. And if you also look at kind of Orange County as a whole, April 7th, they had 116 hospitalizations. And as of Saturday, it was down to 68. So it does sound like it's on a downward slope, which seems to be very promising for the idea that those rumors of a 2021 opening are very much just rumors. We can all kind of rest assured it most likely if you were to ask me, would be <laughs> opening sooner than that. And there, I think Disney's really working hard to do their best to figure out a plan that would make sense. And I don't know what, uh, ladies, what kind of plans have you heard? Because I've heard the possibility of them opening it maybe just to Florida residents first, and that be kind of their soft opening. What else have you guys heard? Well, that's what I had heard a couple months of doing just Florida residents. Which and you I heard mean, a couple months of Florida residents. Well, they would say they said four weeks, and then reevaluate okay. how it is so that the um, the virus is if it's not starting to peak or whatever you want, however you want to go, go up again. I guess is what we're trying to say, because that's definitely not what we want. Right. And then if they notice that, then they can open it up to our country. And I agreed with whoever the writer was, um, just because we know that it started in another country, so it probably would be a good idea to just limit that did any of you guys hear anything different than that no we do know that no. they did announce was it today or yesterday my day is running together i've been on so many new meetings um but that they the cruises are not until july, july. now mm -hmm. july but i um i think it was betsy that said i agree with this i think a lot of that is because you are contained on the boat for you know, you, you're not going to a port all the time. Sometimes you're traveling on the ocean and that's a lot of t places for germs to. Well, and the ports don't want to let people in either. So what's the point of taking a cruise if you get to a port city and they're like, no, thank you. We're not taking this boat in. So I think, I think cruises will be a bit different. Right. Um, but I, I think could they're totally going to have their own that. set of guidelines. Yeah, I, that wouldn't surprise me. I'm not trying to freak anybody out. This is all just speculation on our parts. We have not read anything, but it wouldn't right. surprise me if cruises waited until next year, just well, because. I, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I had um, clients that were, I told them to wait as far as canceling a cruise. Um, just because I said, you're probably going to get a better deal from the cruise line when they have to cancel it. When you make your decision about refund versus like a future credit. Um, so just sit tight and let them do it for you, honestly, because it was supposed to sail in June. I was, but they were like, you know, we just don't want to go. And then even if they still sail, we don't want to go and none of the ports be open and you're just sailing around on the boat the whole time. That's not any fun. <laughs> right. So I, I can see the main thing with the ports not being open and not to mention that like you get all those bodies in one place on top of each other. You know, it's not like at a resort property where you really, granted Disney's a crowded place. There's always lots of people there, but I can see it much easier to get away from people on a resort property of any kind mm -hmm. versus a ship. Just common sense wise it seems to be why cruises are more grounded than like with not even talking about when we're gonna do more versus trying to get resorts and parks back open I mean 
And this, again, is all speculation. Even if they did every, they filled every other room in a resort or something, that would distance germs a little bit more too. I don't know what their thought process is. I don't own big business or anything like that. I'm a teacher, but I'm just trying to think. We were talking about that um, today as far as when we can finally get in our building. What is that going to look like? And um, so, yeah. It's, have y'all been... Have y'all been to supermarkets where they have like the six feet distance markers? Yeah. Do you think Disney will put that in like their lines and their queues? Like you can only Ooh, be this part apart in the queue. I mean, the ones that wrap around wouldn't really do anything, but I just had that thought. I thought that would be kind of funny. Or if they have the arrows that tell you which way to go. Like you yeah. can only go this way in Animal Kingdom and then you have to go all the way around. To get some... That would be interesting. Yeah. Can you imagine a social distancing parade? Like when you're doing a parade, you're like on each other. Like They're nope. just like right on top of each other. Yeah. So Spread out everybody. That would definitely be interesting. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Did anybody else have any other news? Um, I have a, a one more thing that I wanted to share. So Disney has been using this hashtag. Let me just find this so I'm sharing the right thing. Um, basically, it's so it's hashtag Disney Magic Moments. And anything under this hashtag, mm. they're releasing um, recipes, videos, um, how-to, drawing. And they're really trying to bring Disney, like, into our homes. And I just, I love it. So... Under that hashtag, as part of this, they released a YouTube video um, by uh, with uh, Adventures by Disney, and it was a focus on Montana, which I just thought was pretty cool. It was about eight minutes, and they showed a bunch of like rodeos, whitewater rafting, and um, so I'm I'm curious to see if they release some more of these with just different locations that Adventures by Disney goes to, and just kind of give you a little sample of you know places around the world that you can visit and see. Um, and then as uh, one of the recipes that they released was the beignets from <laughs> New Orleans Square, which I was really, really excited to see. Um, let me clarify. It's Disneyland's New Orleans Square. And then they are also located um, in Port Orleans French Quarter at that hotel in Walt Disney World. So if you ever had one of those beignets, they're so good. They're so fluffy. They're loaded up with powdered sugar. And I was ecstatic to see that Disney released the recipes for those. So I think that's going to be our week project or weekend project to see if we could recreate those delicious treats. Yeah, <laughs> I've also seen the churro recipe and the, um, the what, is, what is the pineapple? Why can't I think of the, the Dolwip recipe? I have yet to try any of them, but... Nick what? tried the churros. He said they didn't look appetizing but the taste is good oh that's good <laughs> that's a picture and we were like what is that <laughs> well i, I also saw you. oh sorry go ahead no 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 go ahead. i was also seeing on the disney world app they have um along with what you were saying the wilderness explorers videos where they give like um ideas of like they have the animal explorer tags that you could earn and you can watch this video and it tells them about all the different animals and they they give the kids an idea and they say hey go look outside your yard and see what kind of animals you can find or walk around your neighborhood and see what kind of animals you can find and then come back and earn the badge and so and that was video too so there's only two videos right now but I thought that was pretty fun but they're yeah, doing that's that. cute. I just want to say if you have Aldi by you uh, your house I, I don't know Aldi. if everybody has that but the other day I was there and I can't have them because we're on no sugar and low carb, but they had churros there. So I bought them for my son and he's like, did you buy the caramel sauce? I'm like, Oh yeah, they had it labeled Disney caramel sauce. Oh, I did not buy the caramel sauce. <laughs> like, Go buy yourself some caramel sauce. You can it. So he hasn't tried them yet, but they looked like the one, they look like the Disney, uh, the churro bites that you get um, at the Mexican restaurant, right? When you go into the, world showcase to the left when you're at Epcot so I don't know they looked good to me and if I could have them I would eat them that's awesome and good you, for you being no sugar right now in quarantine uh, well I want to have oh, a new goodness. knee really really soon like <laughs> a little over a month I'd like to have a new knee so that when we go in October I can hopefully not use a scooter but I may still have to use a scooter um did anybody else have any other news because I don't want to cut you guys off before I talk about these 10 things that Nick encouraged us these weird things he loves to do the weird and um obscure things and so 
he wanted me to throw that out so we could talk about it. Everybody else did? Okay. I just don't want to cut any... Do what? I said no. I just don't want to cut anybody off because I feel bad about that stuff. So um, this is out of Disneyland. This is not including Disney World because there's plenty of weird things that happen. And I'm sure that we could find it at Paris and Shanghai. I think we could find it everywhere if we tried. But so here are the top 10 for Disneyland. And they said these are in chronological order of how they happened last year in 2019. They said they really wanted to include, if you remember, this has been a while, 2018, that Christmas when Santa fell off the sleigh in the parade. <laughs> And um, but they said they couldn't. They were sorry that that really wasn't 2019, so it wasn't a part of their top 10 countdown things. I'm like, it was really sad. If you watch the playback of that, you can still watch it on YouTube, I'm sure. It was really sad. All of a sudden, Santa just went, oh, yeah. oh no. It's, I think it's on a Disney blooper thing on YouTube. So on February 1st, and I remember hearing about this, um, a man on Space Mountain at Disneyland decided he was in his 20s. They didn't tell us his name or anything. I think they did when we reported on it way back then. But um, he decided to get off during the slow part of the roller coaster of Space Mountain. I I can't even imagine. I haven't rode that for a couple of years because Brad doesn't like it so much. So I just let the kids ride twice. But can you imagine even trying to get off that ride for you guys that do ride it? I would be terrified. I mean, because you don't realize, even though that's like indoors, it, any even if it's a slow part, you have no idea what's underneath you at it's any in the point. Dark. It's it's <laughs> in the dark. And I mean, and there are parts of it that go up high in the air. I mean, and that building isn't like, you know, it's way bigger than a house. Like you could fall a couple of like at least two or three stories, I would think, like the way it's wound around or fall on another part of the track. There could be another car coming. I mean... That is insane. <laughs> like, it says that nobody was hurt. That. It says nobody was hurt, but to me, if, I feel like he was on something. I mean, because I can't I imagine thought, somebody. Yeah. Sorry, I thought that no. it came out that he had like an issue or something like a. Oh, like meant. Oh, okay, yeah. special needs. Okay, well that yeah. makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. Like maybe he was done and he wanted to be done with that ride. But right. fortunately, they said fortunately nothing happened, so that was a good thing. I thought this happened at Disney World, but I guess it happened at Disneyland, too. Um, on February the 13th, somebody hooked the re-elect Donald Trump 2020 sign. Um, I knew it had happened in Disney World. The guy had enrolled it on the um, train station at Disney World. But here, they attached it to the big paddle boat. Like, we have the Liberty Bell. There's just called the Mark Twain at Disneyland. Like, he was on the ride, and he just threw it over the thing and tied it on so that while it was on their ride for a while, people didn't even realize that it was on there. And so that was a big um, weird thing that happened. They don't expect that because you're not really supposed to be um, publicizing political things while you're at Disney World. Not that I've ever seen them make somebody take a shirt off or anything for that. Did you guys see that? I, nope. Uh -uh. I did see the one... Um, at Disney World, because all that he did was they told him he had to leave the park. But I was telling Nick they didn't like, um, like they didn't escort him past like the area where you check in at Disney World. And so he went in the bathrooms, changed his clothes, and went right back in again. So, oh. <laughs> I mean, unless you put like his face on a little clipboard for everybody to look when he's coming back in, he's probably going to come back in because he did it again another day. So on April 8th at Disneyland, the Storybook Land Canal Boat takes on water. Oh, this sounds familiar to the Jungle Cruise for us. Right. Oh, yeah, that just happened. <laughs> so, yeah, they were in the um, things in the boats just started taking on water. They said um, the Big Hungry Whale was the start of the ride, and so it was only like three feet deep. Nobody got hurt, but, of course, they all um, had wet clothes and shoes, and so D Disney replaced their clothes and their shoes. Which, Aww. which is, is awesome. Nice. I wonder if they had Mickey Mouse on their shoes. Oh, I'm sure they did. <laughs> That's you can get Mickey Mouse Crocs there. I think. Um, on May the first, the stroller wars at Disneyland led to change. I didn't know there was a war on strollers. This is new information to me. Is this just so, like on the restriction of the sizes? I don't know. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. After a long-standing st animosity between adults without kids and those that push large strollers and wagons, Disneyland moved to the limit of the size of the stroller. You're right. 
This was in response to the increased crowding inside the parks, which created tension among the visitors and also the growing size of some of the more monster-sized strollers and wagons these days. And I know we haven't talked about it since you guys were on there, but you see that too when you go, right? We have a point system when we go to Disneyland. Like, we get two <laughs> points if we're hit by a stroller. Like, three if it's a double, because they just plow right into you. So do you get to do you get something for these points? Like the person with the most points gets to pick the treat for that day, or how? <laughs> yeah, like you know, my husband will owe me a Dole Whip or something. Like we'll do something stupid like that. <laughs> no, I totally. That's a good game to play. That is we, a fun game. Um, we would always do the thing with um, the people that are mean with the EVCs, which is why I was so against <laughs> getting. Yeah, well, it was so why I was so against getting one, but my doctor told me I couldn't go because my niece just would not take it. And so I did that, but I didn't do like your normal person. Like I have an EBC, so I get to go for, you know, I just, I refuse to be like that because it's not right. Cause that's what Nick asked me when I was on my trip. He's like, did you, did you use your EBC over something? And I said, no, in fact, I got there right when a bus pulled up and I told them I would get on the next bus. I just, I didn't feel comfortable doing that. Those people had been waiting. Why should I get to cut the line? Because I can't help it. I have degenerative knees. I mean, so. Yeah, very interesting. Then May 31st, booze and blue milk appear at Disneyland. Oh, because it's at, it's at the Ogus Cantina for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Of course, it's goofy stuff. And they um, had the blue and the green milk for $7.99. Now, I'm assuming the milk must have something in it because I hope you're not paying $7.99 for milk because it's got coloring in it. No, oh, yeah, it's the milk at thing. Yeah, the milk at Galaxy's Edge doesn't have anything in it. And it comes at Disney World. It's a snack credit. Oh, okay. That would be okay if it was a <laughs> snack credit, but I have a hard time. I don't love milk anyway, so paying $7.99 would just about put me over the edge, I think. It's not real milk, Vicky. It's not real milk. It's like a flavoring drink, but it is really small. Like, it's a really small serving, even for a snack credit. Like eight ounces? Like fruity? It's like a fruity slushy or something. Yeah. I haven't had one, but I read about it. And it's from if you, since you're not a Star Wars person. There's, so <laughs> it's just in one of the newer movies when um, Luke Skywalker's on Jedi Island or whatever it is off there by himself. There's these creatures that make milk and he gets it from them and drinks it and it's blue. And that's where that came from. Gotcha. But like what they're, so they call it that because like Luke had it on the island, but like. It doesn't taste like milk, and I don't no. even think it has any dairy in it, actually. Oh. Yeah, I don't even think it has the same consistency as milk. I personally like the blue milk over the green milk. So, we tried both the last time we went. Well, maybe I should be daring and try it in October. <laughs> I think Just I'm going to do it. One of us can get it, and then we can all share, and then we'll all share COVID-19. With your own spoons. Yeah, with your own spoons. (laughs) Clorox wipe the spoon first before you put it in there. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Um, (laughs) On July 1st, they said that the park was freakish. Freakish. Somebody else want to say that word? Freakishly. Thank you. Empty. So they were expecting Disneyland to be mobbed because um, people were eager to see the Star Wars. And I knew this because of our one of our listeners, Lee Suggs, that lives in California. He had told us that it wasn't what they thought it was going to be. So the park felt oddly empty during the normal busy summer season, um, delighting the relatively few people and pass holders that actually got to come. But it alarmed Disney executives and Anaheim businesses that were relying on the tourist boom or that they had kind of counted on and even staffed because they thought it was going to be this huge thing like it was in Florida. Because did the entire first month they were worried. Like it was just like so many people kind of just put it off. Right. Where we were there. Does anybody, was anybody else there right after Star Wars Galaxy Edge opened at Disney World? Mm-hmm. No. So we were there Christmas and we were amazed at the people that were getting up at three o'clock and four o'clock in the morning, taking Ubers to Hollywood studios to try to get in the rise of the resistance. And, here they are at Disneyland and it didn't really kick off till later, like later in the year. So I'm sure they were freaking out. That was a lot of money. Just like that nice cheap hotel they're trying to make. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) It's not a cheap hotel. On July the 5th, there was a family brawl in Toontown and it went viral. 
I saw I it. I saw that. Definitely saw that one. Oh, wow. Yeah. So criminal charges were filed against several people involved in an ugly brawl during a family trip to Disneyland. It got recorded by a bystander and put on YouTube. Oh, yeah. I'm totally going to look at this later. You need to. <laughs> like, you have to. It's, a, it's an intense one. It went on for a while, too. It says the profanity-laced fight among several family members looked comical at first glance, but sadly it left the children crying and led to the removal from the park. And let's hope that that family got some help. <laughs> yeah, there was like a kid that was in a stroller. I, I, it's been a while since I've seen it, but there was like a child in a stroller and some stranger just kind of like rolled the stroller away. Because mm-hmm. they're like, oh my gosh, oh, I do nobody's paying that. attention to the kid. Oh my god! It was god. so sad. So sad. That poor like, kid. If you're at that point, go back to your hotel, take a nap. Thank you. You don't just stress yourselves out. You don't just stress your kid out. Just go get yourself a Mickey Premium Bar. Those always make me happy. Or <laughs> 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 an adult beverage. Or an adult um, beverage. Because you're not by, driving. By oh. that time, alcohol had reached Disneyland. Yep. True. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what people are thinking sometimes, but that's why I always suggest, especially people that I've booked trips for in the past um, that have small children. And Steph will tell you, because I told her that that's what we did when she went with Lucy that first time. I'm like, we always go early in the morning and we stay there till about lunch when it gets cuckoo-cachoo. And then we go back to the resort or um, even just go to, like if we're at Hollywood Studios, sometimes we ride the boat. We just sit on the beach at the beach club and the yacht club and chill because sometimes you just need that time even like we might spread out like brad might go to a rocking chair joey might try to find a hammock um just so we have some time by ourselves. and it's the best thing and then we go back later when everybody else is leaving with their screaming children mm-hmm. and um i never understood that the first time we were there i remember that there was this lady and i don't think the little kid could have been more than three years old and that poor baby you could tell had been at the park since the beginning of the day and she was trying to stand up because the mom had a baby. So she was holding onto the pole and then she was just leaning. So finally we just put our hands out and held her. But she was asleep. Like she was falling asleep standing up. And I'm just like, why would you do this? And that's when my daughter's like, yeah, I think I should probably wait till I was the same. Or my kids are the same age as we were when you took us. Because we didn't have to worry about any of that. They were 9 and 12. But that doesn't mean you can't go. I'm not saying that. You can totally have a fantastic experience as Stephanie found out. From Lucy, because I know she was so like, and I said she's gonna. We even took, we took Teddy when he was six months, and Lucy was almost three. Uh, Right? Yeah, almost three was our yeah. So Lucy was almost three, and Teddy was six months, and we were like, whatever. And we stayed at the park the entire day. We thought Mm -hmm. we were gonna go back and take a nap. They fell asleep in the stroller, so we just like pulled over at Animal Kingdom and watched some of the animals and. They napped, and we sat there for like an hour and a half, and then we kept going. People watching is free entertainment. It is free. Very true. <laughs> and you yeah, we good entertainment. We stay. We stay from park opening to park closing with all of our kids. We don't leave. But we do always find, like, some downtime. I think yeah. that's the important thing, like, to find something that's, like, relaxing, just sitting there, not not standing in a line, because standing in a line is not downtime. Not at all. But, like... <laughs> But just finding somewhere to have a break, and then and then you can go on with your day. Mm-hmm. So, because I'm not one who wants to leave the park, <laughs> I want I need to stay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally get that. <laughs> I just think that some families that if you can't get your kid, you need your kid. Your kids need a rest from you, or you need a rest from your kids. I'm not no, sure. And you have to know your family. Like my sister-in-law, she la- she leaves the park, and then they come back. But that's, yeah. So you just have to know your family. You have to know your kids. We were more stressed out leaving the park because we got back to the hotel and then Lucy wouldn't nap at the hotel. And we're like, you have to nap right now. (laughs) This is a lot of nap time. (laughs) Then we were mad. We had a reservation. (laughs) (laughs) You have to follow this plan. Yeah. I think we are little... They do totally can nap in those strollers a little bit easier than um, older kids, but yeah, I, sometimes the it's the teenagers that have the attitude, which none of you guys have. So I do not have teenagers. Almost. Almost. No, she's oh, not goodness. that close, right? She's Eleven. You got two more years. So you're fine. She's got well. She's got 
you know, tween attitude and oh, yeah. and all that stuff. So hey, um, I have a three-nager. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And sometimes that can be worse. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. I had a friend when Kaylee was little and she kept saying, terrible twos, terrible twos. And um, then another friend came and she goes, it is my job as a mother to tell you that three is far worse. And <laughs> it was, it's, Kaylee was so much, so mature for her age anyway. And then she just had this huge vocabulary and she'd be like, blah, 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 and you're just, uh-uh, no way. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're going to nip this now because I can't handle this later. And now here she is almost 23 yeah we get along great though now obviously we listen i mean we're able to do a podcast together we wouldn't if we couldn't do that so in april i mean excuse me august the 7th there was a rapper at disneyland and he got thrown out this ought to be entertaining what who <laughs> shoreline mafia rapper ojeezy and his entourage were tossed from the park after one of the crew made a veiled threat to a cast member to get a gun and come back according to the police ojeezy later said none of us was in the wrong no guns were found on anyone in our party, but the rapper himself was ejected, reportedly cursing at the employees and demanding a refund. The rapper isn't alone in being ejected from Disneyland. Over the years, a number of famous people, including Bruce Springsteen and our future president at the time, Barack Obama, were booted from the park. It doesn't doesn't say why, so maybe I should investigate that for a later oh, date. Oh, that's interesting. I did not know any of that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, famous people could... You always think they get the, you know... A little lead. The free pass. Yeah, kinda. On August the eighth, I've never rode this ride. Have all you guys been to Disneyland? Yeah, the Matterhorn, bobsleds. Yes. So he went on the bobsleds and blue chunk. Oh, disgusting! A chunk of plaster the size of a bedroom door fell off the Matterhorn, closing one of the ride's two tracks. Don't be shocked, but those aren't real rocks on the replica of the Swiss Mountain, and some of the rock work. Oh, it wasn't a person. It was I was a, not a person. Yeah, I was not a person blowing Because <laughs> that's my biggest fear on some of those roller coasters. But I was going to say, if somebody, maybe somebody has in the past, but the Matterhorn to me was like a relaxing roller coaster. <laughs> so oh, <okay. laughs> if that's a thing, but so it makes, anyways, yeah. But it was, it was damaged in sorry august 8th and they didn't reopen it again until november 21st so they must have decided to do a bunch of repairs on it oh this is always fun september 23rd a naked guy is on lsd (laughs) oh wow oh my goodness this said that it happened in disneyland paris so why is it on this article (laughs) anyway it said it wasn't in anaheim but it's Good to, so we have to include it anyway. A 32-year-old Swiss guy on a bad LSD trip fell into the Adventureland Lake and then was reportedly found naked by a (laughs) diver walking down in the street in the middle of the night after 130 people searched and searched for him. Those Europeans, what are we going to do with them? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I I can't imagine wanting to go naked. I always feel bad for the Tarzan guy, and he's got a totally nice body. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm like, what if somebody, like, had scissors and just (laughs) a little loincloth? It could be bad for him. Seriously, because he doesn't have anything else on. Well, I mean, I don't know if there's anything under the loincloth, but I was just about to ask you how you knew that. (laughs) (laughs) For a fact, I just always... (laughs) <laughs> the other the Tarzan on all the movies I don't think has anything on in there so let's hope he does if nothing else maybe he has like a little strap on under there look up the 2018 top 10 weirdest moments and you'll see that Vicky did exactly that I'm very boisterous but not totally out of my mind yet <laughs> Uh, maybe Lynn and I know where I retire, but then I want to be working at Disney, and if I do something like that, I'm pretty sure that would be immediate dismissal. Right. But, well, thank you guys for joining us. Um, this was a lot of fun. Um, I, I don't, maybe we didn't talk as enough or something. I know I usually run like clockwork, so Nick's going to be short. It's going to be short, Nick. I'm sorry. I hope that's okay. I didn't go for like an hour and 15 minutes. Um, you guys weren't on there a couple weeks ago, and we were on there with Andrew, and I'm like, I texted him. I really have to go to the restroom. You better take this out, Nick. <laughs> um, and he didn't see the text. 
and finally I'm like, are, are we about done? And he's like, why? And I'm like, we've been on here an hour and a half. So I was just wondering. <laughs> anyway, you can put it in the bloopers. We started bloopers last week again. We used to do those every once in a while. And my daughter called one of the seven dwarfs sleazy, if you didn't listen to that. Oh, that's so, hilarious. So Brad put bloopers at the end. She didn't mean to. She was going... Sleepy and um, Sneezy were in the same thing, and she just said Sleazy, and I said, oh, that would be an amazing blooper. And so my husband's like, oh, I had to do that. That Bloopers was are back in. too good. So we'll just have bloopers from time to time, which is fun. So are we but not talking about Disney movies? Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm tired. <laughs> thank you, Brandy. She's like, that's why it went out so hours. Because <laughs> I'm crazy. Because I haven't done it by myself anymore. Usually I have notes, like I diagram, I lay it all out like a script for myself so that I don't miss something. You are so right. Let me start. <laughs> I apologize. Margie, what is your favorite Disney movies? And you can tell me one when you were younger and one when you're older and then why, if you want. Uh, my favorite Disney movie is Beauty and the Beast. Hands down, I think. Like I've loved it since the first time I saw it when I was a kid and I still love it every time I watch it. I love Belle, like, I love the, I mean, I just love everything about the story, and, I mean, hence the, my ears that I'm wearing, I'm wearing my Belle ears, and so I just, I don't know, I just love her, and her character, and who she is, and how she was able to, like, transform the beast, like, and just being a kind person, and being very sweet, and innocent, and and even like her her interaction with Gaston, like she was like, Oh Gaston, like let's just not go there kind of thing, you know. But and I she love the far more rude for sure. Yeah. And I love the Broadway musical of it. I love a lot of the songs that they've added um to the I don't know which came first. I think the movie came before the Broadway musical, but I love Gaston's song. Her, his proposal song in the um, Broadway musical of it and it's all about me like mm -hmm. I love that song and then in the live action that there was released a couple years ago I love the Beast song Evermore like that mm -hmm. I can sit and listen to that song over and over and over and over again and so I just I love Beauty and the Beast and I remember my first time going to Disneyland I was an adult it was only like five years ago and when we went and met all the princesses and I like took my 18 month old daughter and like pushed her out of the way and I was like it's my turn to meet Belle <laughs> like I <laughs> I need to meet Belle and I mean I was kindly pushing her but um and then when we walked out I was like I just met Belle and she loved my ears and like it was a it was a magical moment for me as an adult to meet Belle, somebody who I've looked up to like my whole life. So, anyways, I just love her and I love that yellow dress and everything about Belle. I love. Now, are you going in October? I hope so. Yes. So you need to get that yellow dress to take with you so you can wear that while we're there for um, Mickey's Not So Scary. Oh yeah. I wouldn't look as good as it in it as Belle does, but <laughs> you never know. I do never know. The dress is magical. It's true. It makes it's everybody true. look like a princess. It was my daughter's first princess dress that she got was a Belle dress. Oh, that's cool. She looks absolutely beautiful in it. So yeah. Very cool. All right, Miss Miranda. Okay, so my movie is Little Mermaid. It has always been Little Mermaid. Um, I cord pins that have Little Mermaid. I'm staring at my Flounder and Sebastian plushie that are on our desk. Um, my entire bedroom, I would sketch scenes from under the sea. So I'd have Sebastian over there. I'd have the crab, the, uh, the uh, turtle over there. Um, I just, I love Ariel because she's extremely independent. And I feel like a lot of people misunderstand that when they watch the movie. And it's like, she's always had this interest in human things and like exploring and going out and being like, she's different. Um, her journey ends up helping both land and sea to put aside their differences and become a part of one world. And I feel like that message is just so important um, to anybody. Um, but aside from the actual film, I am obsessed with Jodie Benson. Like I love 
how she's a theater enthusiast. I love how she's this God-fearing um, mother and wife and just so kind and sweet and pure and like, so she's my idol. She's like my everything. Um, and then of course, you can't overlook the fact that this animation is what brought, um, would put Disney back on the map. So I feel like it, without Little Mermaid, there's no other Disney cartoons going forward after that. So um, yeah, Little Mermaid's my everything. And so did you ever like dance to any of the Little Mermaid songs? Because you're a dancer, so I didn't know. I have, yeah. I mean, I've used a couple of the songs. Um, I had to see the Broadway play, um, which was really good. The costumes were beautiful. Um, you know, Halloween, my husband has to wear his Eric and... I wear my Ariel, and we put the dog in a little shark costume. Tradition. Awesome. That's awesome. Ariel, Ariel was my second movie. Uh, just a little bit off of that. When we were kids, we used to be in the pool, and I would, like, go up, like, Ariel, and do part of your world, like how she does, and my brothers would be behind me, like, splashing water. So it looks like, <laughs> <laughs> looks like that moment of the movie. <laughs> And Scuttle has to be one of the best side characters ever. Oh, he really is. Yeah. He's funny. I really love that character. We, um, our Young People's Theater did it here, and one of our teacher's kids was Scuttle. And it's still to this day. And he's in a play two, three times a year at least that we go visit him and see it. But that was my favorite role of him. Like, he just took on this whole, like, he took the total personality on. And the way that they did it so that it looked like they were swimming, all the kids had wheelies. And so oh, that's fun. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, it really was. And he, they did a whole number um, with the wheelies and tapping. And I mean, it was just, it was really Nikki, well did done. you just say it really was? It really, <laughs> it really was. No, but that, that would have been good if I did say that. All right, Brandy, what's your favorite? Um, favorite? I loved, I did love Little Mermaid too for like almost all the same reasons Miranda said. Um, but I want to say when I was growing up, when I was a little kid, the one that I wanted to watch the most was Cinderella. And I didn't have, although my stepmom still jokes, she signs all of her cards, your evil stepmother. Cause I used to watch that movie at her house all the time. And she was like, are you trying to tell me something? Like, I don't make you clean. Um, but I, I, what I loved was how, um, she never faltered from her true personality, despite all the bad things that happened to her. And I love that she was friends with all the animals. Like I always wanted to be able to talk to my horse and my, and maybe not mice so much, but just, I loved how she was friends with all the animals and how connected she was to her home and her house and everything. And she, and even when the live action came out and that quote came out, have courage and be kind. I really, really, it's one of my favorite, like, quotations to leave on things. Um, now, I am, honestly, as an adult, I kind of, and I told my daughter, I told my daughter this quote I found online the other day, because she's like, I'm obsessed with, like, with Disney villains, I'm obsessed with Maleficent. And um, I love the live action movies. I think they're amazing. I think it's such a cool side of the story. And she's always like, but why do you like Maleficent so much? And I said, you know villains and evil queens are just princesses that never got rescued and they're now bitter <laughs> so they had to become evil too um but yeah i would say definitely cinderella when i was a kid and now i lean more towards like more of the live action ones just because of that um that whole idea but i i do love maleficent she's my absolute favorite my daughter loves maleficent too i don't know if she's saying it's her favorite but she got me hooked on that movie because I thought it was kind of dark and I was a little leery of watching it. She's like, mom, it's just great storyline. You need to watch it. Mm -hmm. Well, it's Angelina Jolie's just amazing. Like she can take on any role I think. And it really brought it out to it. The whole, and you got to love all the, the fairies and the, like I said, I love the fairies and the woodland creatures and that whole idea of nature being real and intricate and woven into what we do. So I think that's a really cool part of that movie. That's the creative side of it for sure. All right, Steph. Okay, so I had done a, um, a Disney movie bracket before, and I really struggled with it because actually all of those movies just listed were the ones I was having the most troubles with because growing up, over and over and over again, I would watch Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Cinderella, and Lion King. Lion King was in there as well. So those four were just like on my on repeat, on repeat, on repeat. 
and I think if I'm remembering correctly, I ended up choosing um, Beauty and the Beast. Um, out of those four, I went ahead and went with Beauty and the Beast, and it was because of the live, like the live action films. I do like Beauty and the Beast live action, and um, because of the music, and just overall the character of Belle as well. With she really not just saw the inside of somebody because the beast was still pretty cruel, but like she just kept giving him chance after chance. And that's just like, it's the type of person I try to be to, um, to find out why somebody is the way they are. Um, so she's just a character that I, I really do. I really love her and I love how the beast then changes um, and becomes this amazing um, character in the end as well. So I, I, went with Beauty and the Beast as well, but those four were really hard to choose between. Were you going to say something, Margie? I saw you lean No, in. no, no, I wasn't, no. But you're going to like, woo, another one for Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Well, I'm obviously older than all of you. Um, so I was trying to think, but I one of my favorite memories with my mom was she introduced me to Disney movies, which is entertaining or interesting or ironic, however you want to look at it, that she's never been to Disney World. Um, because I just remember sitting with her. I mean, we live in the Midwest so that and when I remember from when I was little, maybe one or two of my friends had ever even been. So I think that that's part of it. Um, I didn't know any better. Then we moved to Georgia my senior year. So then you heard people talking about going to Disney World and then I got to sing there in college. So, I mean, I think that those are the things that led to me and then I just love Disney, but I've had it since younger. So I was just going to say when I was younger, I just remember her and I watching the original Parent Trap over and over. Now that was made obviously long before I was born, but just so much fun to think that you had this twin out there. I, I know for a while when I was little, I used to think, I wonder if I go to camp sometime, if there'll be a twin there. It's like, <laughs> no, that's not going to happen probably. But um, it was just a really cool idea for me. And then as an adult, I love all the movies that you guys are talking about, but as an adult parent, I should say, is um, Bug's Life. Because I remember when we went to the theater to watch Bugs Life, Kaylee was 18 months old. So if you've been listening to the show, you probably heard the story. I apologize. Um, I just remember, like, it was her first movie. And I thought, 18 months old. I don't know if this was a good idea. I might have lost my mind. We just got her her own bucket of popcorn and gave it to her. And she sat there and she was confused because then VHS was still a thing. So she, when the movie was over, she's like, again, again, because that's what she did to Barney and that's what she did to so She didn't know any different that she couldn't do that, but she was like, I want to see it again. And I'm like, sweetie, that's not how it works here. We'll have to wait till it comes out on a um, video or whatever. And But I just remember living, like looking through her eyes and kind of like when Steph went with Lucy to Disney and how that's just a special moment as a parent. You guys that have kids know that and then eventually you will have kids and you will see that will become a fond memory of you is living that stuff with your kids and trying to find the, make those connections. But yeah. and that's, I think what is so cool about Disney that Walt did and that's what he wanted. I mean, we all know that he wanted to, to make this place for his two daughters and look what a franchise it's become. Oh, and, it, right. and it's made so many memories for so many families. I mean, um, that was our, when we went to Disney for the first time, it was our first trip as the family of four without family, without other family, just the four of us. And at that point, I don't think that we ever knew that we could do that. Um, we just always thought we should travel with other family and it was pretty amazing. And we got to spend special time and make special memories with each other that I'm grateful for and that, that my kids still want to do it because they're not married yet and they still want to hang out with us. <laughs> Because I'm like, we're really not that cool, but... Yes, you are. <laughs> Some days we are. Tonight I was because I was helping her understand better understand how to be a teacher. <laughs> but anyways, well, thank you guys so much for being on here. This was so fun. I, I did miss Nick, but I think it's fun sometimes to do just the girls. Yeah, for sure. Fun. Like a little slumber party, kind of. <laughs> a, Disney, a little Disney party. Yeah, girls night. <laughs> <laughs> we'd like to thank so. you for joining us and hope that maybe you learned a little bit more about some crazy things that's, that have gone on to Disney some rumors that may become true because sometimes that happens we get these rumors and they become true we don't know and maybe you learned a little bit about each one of us as travel agents and Ohana and just 
Disney lovers. Maybe you learned a little bit about a movie and maybe you don't see the movie that way and now you can look back while you're watching it and see the things that we saw and that makes the movie just that much better for you. I don't know. So if you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, all you have to do is email us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com or if you would like to book a trip or just want a free quote, contact us at yourstorytravel.com. You can check us out on our social media accounts, yourstorytravel.com, or on our Facebook page, The Mousecapades Podcast. And be sure to listen to Wednesday's episode as we learn more about Disney cruises from our friend and colleague, Betsy Miller. So um, she has gotten her trip review in and we cannot wait to hear about that trip. As always, thank you for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, The Mousecapades Podcast. Well, Steph and Ohana, I think it's about that time. Disney love. Be our guest. Till the spire. Faith, trust, and pixie dust. Peace. Have a magical day, my friends. There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow And tomorrow's just a dream away Man has a dream and that's the start He follows his dream with mind and heart And when it becomes a reality It's a dream come true for you and me So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow just a dream away. Well, it sounds pretty good. In fact, that's just the right spirit. Our songwriters, Dick and Bob Sherman of the Walt Disney Studio. The Sherman brothers have written many of the wonderful songs for motion pictures and television shows. And I think this song, written especially for you, captures the spirit of the General Electric Pavilion at the New York World's Fair. Thanks, boys. Thanks, Walt. Say goodbye to the folks. Bye-bye. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow. <laughs> As I said, that's the spirit. Well, a beautiful tomorrow just to dream away. That says we're going places. There's progress ahead. <laughs>